Hello and welcome to Just One Thing. I'm Brad Stern. Here with Lisa Stearns. We're your hosts on this weekly exploration of simple ways to enhance your relationships, improve your health, manage your stress, and just be happier. Now settle in while we discuss Just One Thing. Hello and uh, welcome Welcome to to Just One Thing. Just One Thing, where we will try to provide you just one thing that you can do to improve your life in one way or another. And I'm Lisa Stearns. I'm Brad Stearns. Uh, the theme that we will be, will be talking about this week is happier. Things that you can do to make yourself happier in general. Uh, and what prompted this was uh, Lisa was reading the book that she has in her hand. So I'm going to let her start with the quote that inspired this particular podcast and video. And we'll, we'll go from there. So this is uh, a really great book that I read from Tal Ben-Shahar. Uh, he's a PhD, I believe he teaches at Harvard. The book is just called Happier. And uh, one of the quotes that he has is of uh, Abraham Maslow, who is a psychologist a long time ago. Um, and he says, Maslow maintains that a person cannot choose wisely for a life unless he dares to listen to himself, his own self, at each moment in life. What does that mean to you? Um, you know, to me, it was particularly um, poignant having done so much of the mindfulness-based stress reduction that we have mm-hmm. been studying. We did it uh, in July, and then I did a, a seven days of silence in October. And it has just kind of reinforced what I learned there in terms of how important it is to to continue to be in the moment and that mm-hmm. even when something is bad or something is difficult or something is challenging or something is unpleasant if you actually put yourself in that moment then you are uh, you are able to make the best choices you are able to be in a place of power mm-hmm. versus being ruled by your emotions by being ruled ruled by frequently the drama around you or other things that it puts you in the driver's seat and in that you have the most fulfilled life that you can have right and uh, it's it's important to listen to that voice and I have found and I've been trying to practice this for a, a long long time um, but it's sometimes difficult to figure out what the voice is trying to tell you and actually Absolutely. where that voice is coming from because I know you know early in life you know you are pick up what you should be doing from your parents from your peers you know even from yourself sometimes yeah. and you have this list of should do's and so there's a strong voice that you've inculcated over the years that says well I should be studying hard I should be spending more time you know doing this or that I should be you know you know working longer hours or or whatever the case may be and you get caught up in that and so when you go to listen for that voice well that might be you know on the top the most voice, voice you're hearing Absolutely. it might Absolutely. be your dad yammering in your ear like one more lap one more lap in terms right. of like getting in shape right. or something and it's sort of drowned out the the voice that's you know your true, of your, body your, and true your heart. calling that's sort of really telling you you know where am i mentally where am i physically what's going to be best for me not only now, but in the long term, and sort of sorting through all of those conflicting voices and picking out the one that is my my true voice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then on, on other podcasts, we'll probably talk about things that are woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> but that voice, you know, it might sound like it's woo-woo, but it really is in there. And if yeah. you pay attention, 
you know, it's the kind of thing that you can use to guide you day to day. Yes. Um, and because sometimes the voice that you hear most loud is like, I want to eat a cookie. I want to, you know, stuff my face with some cake. But there might be another voice that says, you know, you really, you know, you're aiming to participate in this, you know, athletic event or you're going to have a, you know, a destination wedding you're going to. Or you want to, to be healthier. You want to be healthier. So, you know, there's another voice that's saying, you know, you might want to enjoy a little bit of that, but you don't want to go back for the second cookie or eat the whole right. cake. You might right. want to have a salad along with that or something right. like that. Right, So. Well, and, and what do you find? Because I find um, that it actually, again, I have to be very in the moment. I have to actually stop what I'm doing, kind of close my eyes, especially when I first started doing this. You know, I have to close my eyes. I have to limit the amount of sensory input I'm getting uh, that's coming into me mm-hmm. as much as possible so that I can be still enough to, to listen and to feel what that, what that re- really that down deep voice is. Yeah. Not the one that's saying you have to or you should do. And not the one that's saying, let's have a party, right. uh, but but what is the true thing and uh, that, that is going to, to benefit me? And, and I know when we've talked about this mm-hmm. in the past, uh, one of the ways that I came about this practice was in just feeling there, there was a time not many years ago, a couple, three years ago, where I just felt so bogged down with life. There was mm-hmm. just so many have-tos and so many should-tos, and I really didn't know how to get out of that hamster wheel behavior and what I started doing was asking myself does this serve my greater good Mm -hmm. and if I could if I could say yes if I could see that there was something positive that was going to positively benefit me further down the road then I didn't even mind that it was something that I didn't want to do Mm -hmm. I was happy to do it because then I could see that there was there was a benefit to it down the way and that and I I wanted to emphasize too that that doesn't necessarily mean that that voice and that greater good is always you know, pleasurable. De- deferring. Well, it's not always deferring pleasure. Right. You know, sometimes right. what is serving your greater good is to relax today. Absolutely. It is to have a, you know, a, have delici- an extra piece of a delicious snack right. and those kinds right. of things. Because that's, right. that's what you need today. And it's and I think the pausing is so important to learn to hear that voice. Um, because it is, that voice is a whisper. Yeah, very um, definitely. It's been dampered down. It's not natural there anymore. It's, it's hard to find. And it requires a lot of... Like many things in life, it requires practice to really hear it and really pay attention to it, and even sometimes figure out, you know, what it what it means. Right. Because, you know, we were talking earlier, and and for me, um, sometimes what my body and voice is telling me um, is actually the opposite in a way of what I want or should be doing. And I, I was using like I'm like George Costanza, whatever I'm thinking most deeply, <laughs> I'll do the exact opposite, and I will win. Uh, for for example, um, things that uh, I know serve my greater good are often the things that make me the most anxious. They you know they evoke the most fear, but it's dealing with that fear, facing that anxiety, and doing the things that you know that are causing that that are actually serving my greater good. Can you give me an example of that? Uh, for example, it might be just walk in a, in a room full of people. It might be walking up and just introducing myself to somebody okay. that may be a benefit to me personally or or business or whatever. You know, I, they have a little social anxiety or even going to the event in the first place. Right, right. You know, absolutely. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go and meet all those people that I don't know about. <laughs> right. They're going to, I might not have anything to say about them. They're going to think I'm, you know, foolish or whatever, but, you know, just makes me nervous, makes me anxious. I'd rather sit home and maybe watch Netflix. No, face that anxiety, go out, network with those people, meet them, you know, just be my genuine self, be friendly and kind, and I will make the contact. Absolutely. Uh, and I know, too, for, you know, it's 
not, not, not everybody will relate to this, but I know when I was really working on becoming better at snowboarding, it was, you know, taking on some of the, you know, some of the, tr- the, the jumps in the uh-huh. park or uh-huh. going down a steeper slope. It's the things that like, uh, as I'm riding up on the lift, I'm like, uh, <laughs> what I don't do know I if I should do that. <laughs> Why don't I just take a nice easy run? But right. it's like, okay, let's, let's suck up that fear. Let's do it anyhow. Right. And those are the things that really allowed me to improve and serve my greater good in the long term. I won't say I didn't fall sometimes, right. But, right. but I picked myself up and it, it sort of moved me forward. Right. Uh, so, right. so for me, and I'm, not, I'm sure it's not true of everybody. Sometimes I, I do the opposite of what, what my bo- what my body and maybe that is just a louder voice might be telling me because now that I think about it and we're talking about it, there probably is a voice underneath Absolutely. that says, I know you're scared, but you should do it anyhow uh-huh. because it's going to get you where you need or to go. Or it's okay. It's okay. It's, okay. Exactly it's, it's, right. it's safe. Even yeah. though you're nervous, it's safe to do this. So now that we've discussed it, and this <laughs> happens to me all the time, and I will say, you know, as I practice this, if we have, you know, communicated with each other, um, and I don't know if this is true of all men, but I would say if I'm going to make a man-woman kind of thing, I think it's harder for men to find that voice sometimes. I would think so. And, and be true to it because there are so many things related to being masculine um, that it's, you know, that it's voice cool. that voice gets like dampered down and you don't listen to it. So. Right, right. And it's interesting that you should say that because I was just doing some reading today uh, and they were talking about that damping down and what that what that damping down does, mm. you know, that stuffing in and stuffing down things and choosing not to face them, right. it, it causes anxiety, it causes stress, it causes fear. And so, you know, if if you can take that moment to pause in that moment and and stop and just be real, you know, just, and it sounds so hokey, but it's, mm. it is the absolute truth. You know, if you just can stop and breathe, and listen to your body, and where are you feeling tension? Where are you feeling anxiety? And in that moment, you have the best opportunity to make the best choice sure. for you. And ultimately, if you are making authentic choices, choices that are true to you, mm-hmm. that will be happy. You will be be happier. And the other thing that, uh, as you were speaking, and I was listening to you, the other thing that occurred to me, going back to the original quote, was the the moment by moment aspect of this. Uh, and what I was thinking about, because I was using examples that you know went back a few years, right. um, I have found that um, what is best for my greater good has changed oh, you know, over the years. So, right, right. You know, in my early twenties, maybe spending more time and doing some of those things related to career advancement was the most important thing. And even though I didn't want to do it, you know, I, I did it. Even though, and then I would, you know, maybe I need to relax in the evening so that I'm recharged for for tomorrow. And then a certain. You know, when children come along, spending more time with the kids is more important than career. And it's, it's balancing, listening, th- and, and even thinking and reflecting um, yes, about yes. what's, what's going to be the best right now to get me not only what I want right now, but sort of next year, the following year, 10 years from now. So that when I'm, you know, 80, 90 years old and I'm looking back, I'm thinking, that was probably the best life I could have lived. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're listening to the voice and making those evaluations and weighing all of the things that you could be doing, at any given moment, you can come up with a better set of choices um, so that you're happy in the long run with what you have done. Yeah, and interesting, I was thinking about you talking about it changing. Uh, even the decision to do something that is for your greater good this morning, mm-hmm. it may be the same exact situation that comes up in the afternoon, and in the afternoon it doesn't serve your sure. good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It can change that quickly. Yeah. It can really change so that So how quickly. often do you stop and check in? listen for that voice that's a great question because as you were talking about that i felt like you know people are going to think this is like you spend all day thinking about what's my greater good and where's it 
you know, I don't do it all the time. I wish I, I wish I could say I do it more. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say when I was new to learning this whole idea, I did it a lot. I would say I probably did it two, three times an hour, mm-hmm. which to me is a lot. Um, now I don't have to do it so much because mm-hmm. I'm, my, the voice in my body is louder than it used to be. Sure. I'm more tuned in so I can hear the voice right. easier. And it's only when I get distracted by drama or uh, excitement or overly tired from social stimulation or something like that right. that, I, that I can't hear the voice again. And, and, uh-huh. I, and I lose the ability to hear yeah. that voice because there's too much going on. And I, I, for myself, now that I have a little more time on my hands, I check in more often. Right. Uh, you know, when I was, you know, working eight, nine hours a day, you know, you rarely had an opportunity to, to check in because you were so busy. Um, but I would be thinking about, is this particular task, is this particular project, and the particular way that I'm dealing with people serving my my, my greater good my employers right. greater good right. so I would be almost a constant constant thing um, at least at least a couple times a day I, I would think and, and at least the big things or or to me the first thing is is listening to your body and mm. if your body feels off that's the time to check in gotcha you know if your body feels fine mm-hmm. and I don't think um, and, I, and I'd like to clarify you said something about well if you're working an eight hour day you don't have time um, to me this doesn't right y- y- if, if you've got 30 seconds, you know, if you got 30 seconds to stop. Well, and you were saying, well, it seems like all you're doing is checking in. You're saying, is this the greater? Well, and I don't think it, like you said, doesn't. It takes yeah, I don't me, want people to feel like it, this is something I'm doing nonstop. Or I'm contemplating for an hour to figure this thing right, out. Sometimes it's right. just like taking a breath. Absolutely. And changing your mind or continuing. Right. And it, it can be done in a matter of seconds. seconds. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I think that's the important thing is that it's not heavy. It's not time-consuming. It is something that even if you can do it once a day for, for 15 seconds, sure, it's a benefit. Yeah, and, and even once a day, if you start, start counting out how many days, how many how years, many, right. that is practice. Suddenly, the, more, the more you do it, the more you will be able to attune to it, the more you'll be able to change direction if it's necessary, the more you'll be able to recommit if that's the, the proper course. Correct. So what's your one thing? My one thing is, is just do this practice, you know, at least once a day. Take it. Take a deep breath. Think about: Is what I'm doing, or what did I do, the the right thing to do today for my relationships, my health, my career, my whatever? Um, and just sort of check in and listen for that voice, and and think to yourself: Is that really coming from me? Is that the voice of my parents? Is that the voice of my peers or my boss? Is that the yammering? You know, I shouldn't say yammering. Is that the requests I'm getting from my children? Is, or is it genuinely? coming from me and being able to f- figure that out over time just requires checking in and paying attention and trying to sort that out for, for many people it might be just natural to do that immediately mm-hmm. for me it took a long time yes. to figure out this is really the one that is is coming from my true self yes and so i think my my one thing is just stop and ask yourself does this serve my greater good because I found that was the that was the thing that started me down this okay. very this good. road. Uh, so thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, and we will see you next time. See you next time.